Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. Welcome to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm back. Michaela, did you miss me? Hello, honey. I love you. <laughs> I missed you. And how are you feeling? Good? It was a false alarm. It was a false alarm. I, yeah, I think I had a bit of a bug for maybe like 48 hours. I felt okay yesterday, but we were waiting on test results to come back. Listen, we both took at-home COVID tests on Sunday, and they came back positive. And, but it was like a very faint pink line. Yeah. And, that, and it said, though, if there's any pink at all, you're positive. So I texted Dr. James Simmons. Thanks for filling in, by the way, our two doctors, Dr. James and jo- uh, Dr. Jen Mann. Uh, but I texted him. I said, hey, what do I do? What does this mean? He's like, well, they're pretty accurate now. So I would get a follow-up test at your doctor. So I did. Mine came back negative. Thought, okay, great. I can go back to work on Tuesday. Yes. Uh, got it. Woke up. I got it early in the morning. I could have probably made it here. Uh, I text Vanessa, our new producer. So excited to have you here, by the way. And she said, well, what about Emil? I'm like, well, he's getting tested this morning. So his came back late last night and he came into bed and told me. And because I was already asleep, uh, just in case I had to come here for whatever. Maybe I was going to record from home. He's negative as well. It was a false alarm. Thank you, God. But it's weird, though, because we're in this weird stage right now with Omicron breaking all these records. Every single person. You guys both had it recently. Yeah. My whole family had it. Uh, Some of them for the second time. And so I thought, this is it. It's my turn. We're all going to get it eventually, so this is my turn. And I almost had some relief that I got it, and it was mild-ish. And I was thinking, okay, cool, I can get through this. I'm fine. Yeah. Now I'm nervous again because I didn't get it. But it's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just it is what it is. Yeah. So here we are. It's Wednesday. Happy hump day. Wednesday. Happy hump day, honey. Of your birthday week. We know that's right. You're getting another year older. Fry-yay. (laughs) Fry-yay. And then Saturday, Sunday. And then it's Monday, yeah. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. (laughs) I haven't seen you physically in almost a month. I know. Isn't that crazy? I know. It's crazy. I missed you. I missed you too, honey. I watch you on social media. I'm very proud of you. You were very vulnerable yesterday. Uh, and Thank I, and you. I just wanted to let you know that I, I'm here for you and I love you. And I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point on the show. Thank uh, you. What you're doing right now in, in 2022, I think, is so, so brave. So well, I just want to call that out. I love you so much. I really appreciate it. I didn't anticipate to get so much love on Instagram. It was the um, 
oddly, it was the highest reaching story I've ever done. How do you say it? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you got the most exposure the, from this, or it was the most, yeah. I, it was popping. Being vulnerable. No, You're what's popping. It's crazy. I talked about, it's not even a big deal, but for me it was. I talked about going to therapy for with my dad yesterday. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen him in a couple years. Who We're shares a name with your son, Rocco. My son, Rocco Gordon. Mm-hmm. And I just talked about it on my Instagram story, and I my DMs were flooded, like mm. flooded. Um, and I just really appreciated all the support and people just sharing their own stories. I would bet, I would bet that if most people had the opportunity and they didn't have to let, like talk about it publicly or go through the awkwardness of, of finding a therapist, if most people just had the opportunity to sit down in therapy with their parents every now and then, I bet most people would do it. If yeah. they could just work, because everybody has issues with their parents. Everybody. Everybody does. Yeah. Um, maybe not quite to the degree that you do, um, but I'm so proud of you for working on it. Thank you and, um, so much. I know we'll definitely take it to Therapy Thursday over the course of the next few weeks if it's something you get comfortable with, uh, but I just wanted to commend you on that. We have a fantastic show coming up for you. Uh, what does your chocolate preference say about your level of class? Um, this story is dividing the internet, and we have our thoughts. I'm just going to say this. Michaela Gordon, uh, this makes me think of you and your love of the Cheesecake Factory and how you believe it is the fanciest restaurant in America. It is. Um, and I've had to try to teach you slowly, but surely that is not actually <laughs> the case. Uh, but I feel like we might be divided over this. Also... Is it ever okay to pay somebody, a professional, uh, in trade, meaning a social media post as opposed to a paycheck? It is not. There is a story that is uh, catching fire on the internet that we're going to be talking in our uh, next hour as well. It's also Red, White, and Q this week. We've got some political stories for you, talking stimulus checks, talking all kinds of really fun stuff, uh, getting political. Michaela loves That's politics. That's my literal favorite thing to it's do. Favorite. Yeah, absolutely. If we're talking politics, mm-hmm. I'm there. Our new producer, Vanessa, God bless her. Um, uh, she says, so what is it called? It's, it's, it's what did you call it? Uh, blue, gay, white, white, and blue. gay, white, and blue. Gay, white, and blue. First of all, <laughs> Vanessa's about to be an icon on this show. She thinks she's not going to have to talk that much, but I love when she we're talks. We're going to make her talk. And you're going to talk. So you get ready to lean into that mic. Lean in, Just so honey. you know, you're here, we're queer, get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for news on the beat. What do you have? All right, well, same-sex couples can now officially wed in New Jersey with the blessing of the state government. The right to get married was codified into law on Monday when Governor Phil Murphy signed legislation that wrote the right into state law. Legislators have previously passed a bill to legalize same-sex marriage, but it was vetoed by former Governor Chris Christie, who said he thought the decision should be left to voters. The next year, the state Supreme Court made the issue moot when it declined to hear a lower court's ruling in favor of marriage equality. Thanks to a judicial ruling, New Jersey became the 14th state where same-sex couples had equal rights to marriage in 2013. The U.S. Supreme Court legalized same-sex marriages nationwide in 2015. Despite the progress we have made as a country, there is still much work to be done to protect the LGBTQ plus community from intolerance and injustice. Murphy said in a statement announcing that he had signed the legislation. Wait, I'm so confused by this. I th- wait, wait, we have the right to marry nationally. So why is Jersey still focusing on this? Um, because Michelle Visage doesn't live there anymore to make sure they're acting right. <laughs> they're taking further precautions and yeah. steps to protect their citizens. Okay, I got it. Yeah, okay, thank you. All right, let's get into weather. It's going to be a high of 64 in Vegas, a high of 75 in Palm Springs, 61 in Houston, 72 in Miami, 55 in Seattle, 45 in Baltimore, 39 in Cleveland, 75 in Cathedral City, and 75 in La Quinta. 
Give us a vibe. Okay, before I give a vibe, I have to let you know that my fiance Emil is already up. He knows it's my first day here with our new producer, Vanessa. So he's up listening right now, which is the cutest thing in the world, right? Angel. And he already sent me a text message. He said, catching fire across the internet. So I just said that a moment ago. And then he followed it up by saying, Katniss Everdeen. Oh my God. Catching Thank fire. You, Emil. The Hunger Games. Get it? We got I, it. I love Thank my you, Emil. Hi, honey. Thanks for listening. Go back to bed, you sweetheart. Here's your vibe of the day. The first step towards success is taken when you refuse to be a be captive of the environment in which you first find yourself. Well, that's good for you, Michaela. Yes, it is. I love it. Me as well. It's a good one. All right, coming up. What do you consider a high-class chocolate, and what does the chocolate you prefer say about you? Are you trashy or classy? I'm trashy for sure. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. All right, so this is really, really fascinating to me. This woman has started a firestorm on the internet because she uh, is posting about chocolate and what your chocolate preference says about you and your class level. Mm. She says uh, that Ferrero Rocher, you know those little gold little balls and the little like little foil base, uh, their chocolate hazelnut, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, delicious. Little, amazing, right? Delicious. It, it's one of those things that growing up, it was on par with like Grey Poupon. Like they were like the fancy things. Grey Poupon was the fancy mustard. Ferrero Rocher was the fancy chocolate. Where did Dijon live in this? <laughs> Grey Poupon is honey is Dijon mustard. Grey Poupon. <laughs> okay, didn't know that. So. Wow, really? Remember Dijon the Dijon and Grey Poupon are the same thing. Grey Poupon is a brand of Dijon mustard. Remember the uh, the limousine and the guy. Pardon me, sir. Do you have any Grey Poupon? And no, he says I just that. remember Fabio trying to sell me butter, and I was like, Okay, oh. but that's 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 a different same thing. era. Yes, yeah, same era. But that's, he goes to my gym, by the way. He's there Fabio? every day. Do you Fabio. see him? Don't you see him? No, I'm he goes to the Equinox gym in, a month. in West Hollywood. He's there what, all the time. What time? Uh, the afternoon. You'll see him. I'll be there with we'll my great coupon. Yep, he wears the same thing every <laughs> single day. Um, but no, but this is really dividing the internet because she's saying that Ferrer Rocher is a quote aspirational chocolate for the working class, saying that for the working class, like lower class, middle class people, average people, that it seems fancy, but it's actually trash. Because yes. they don't even know what real chocolate is. Now, people are upset about this, and I, our producer Vanessa is very upset about this, and I could not agree more. Listen, I love me a trashy snack from time to time. I love trash. I grew up thinking that Ferrero Rocher was a fancy, fancy chocolate. How The gold foil wrapping, it just seemed expensive to me, yes, right? Yes, did. I didn't want to throw the wrapping away afterwards. My grandma used to get them sometimes, and I feel like my grandma used to eat them so classy, too. Like, of course. It was just the epitome of class. You don't put the whole thing in your mouth, or you take a bite out of it, and you enjoy it, and you savor it, right? But here's my thing. I'm with this woman, because anything you can buy as you're checking out at Walmart is not a fancy thing. Like, it's just not. Uh, it, it, uh, their, their branding is fantastic. The packaging is beautiful. But a real chocolatier in, like, Paris is looking at this and thinking, I wouldn't, you couldn't force me to eat that thing. And it made me think of something, Michaela, because I thought of you. Because when I think of class and trash... Um, you come to mind. Thank you so you're, much, Because you, you're, you're both. You're the best of both worlds. I am Dolly Parton 2022. We're also very, very similar in that for many, many years, until I worked there, actually, and you still to this very day think that the Cheesecake Factory is the fanciest restaurant in not just America, maybe the world. I love that place. You love it, right? And you'll be taking me for my birthday. <laughs> okay. And we will be having martinis, and then we're going to go to Allo. But I think this is all similar because depending on how you grow up, you think certain things are like attainable. 
right? I worked at the Cheesecake Factory for a couple of years in college and very quickly realized, oh, this place is trash. The food's amazing. It's so good. I love it. I still go there. But it's by no means a fancy, fancy restaurant, even though people got proposed to there on a regular basis. But having worked there, it kind of took away the magic of it all. And I think what this woman is saying is that Ferrero Rocher, this chocolate, honey, it's cute. It's a cute moment. Yeah. Set the bar higher. So what does that look like then? What's higher than Ferrero Rocher? Well, I'll tell you. Okay, so I Ferrero Rocher. I worked in Beverly Hills, just off Rodeo Drive, for almost a year one time. I worked for my cousin as her assistant, and she uh, she basically does financing for for refinancing for people's homes. We're talking multi million dollar homes. She's one of the best in the entire state. Her, she's incredible. My cousin Lindy, you've, not, you've never you've been to her home. She's fantastic. And I worked there for a year, about 10 years ago, and I was so bad at my job. I never wanted to do it. But there was a chocolatier below, a French chocolatier. And they would pour the chocolate in front of you on marble slabs and, like, make these, like, elaborate designs, right? And they also had a little coffee shop. So you go down there and get a cappuccino, and they would make you a chocolate spoon in front of you. This French chocolatier who went to, like, school for this. And that, that to me, I'm like, oh, this is, how much is that spoon? Oh, it's $9 for this little piece of chocolate? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll do that for sure. Honestly, I feel like that would not track the same way as Snickers does. Like, that just sounds sucky. A spoon, a chocolate spoon for $9? I'm with you on this one. I think Snickers is the greatest chocolate bar ever made. There's no I don't care how much it costs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You cannot compete with a Snickers bar. Queen Elizabeth herself probably likes a good Snickers bar. Yeah. And then you know what else I like? A Twix, honey. And I can get that at 7-Eleven. You know why? Because I'm smart. I get one for me, and I give one to Lisa. And then I take the bite of Lisa's. <laughs> the Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. I have breaking news here and now, Michaela Gordon. Go off, Republicans babe. have finally done it. They finally cured COVID. We're good. Omicron, who's she? The Republican Party, I didn't know I didn't know they had it in them. But apparently, all you have to apparently do Apparently, they do have it in them well, with this news story. So it's inside this, of their body. This is according to the COVID-19 Critical Care, uh, Critical Care Alliance, the FLCCC. It's an organization of uh, quack doctors who advocate for ivermectin and various other ineffective treatments for COVID instead of the vaccine. Uh, hormone replacement therapy. All you have to do is fem it up. Apparently, uh, and you too can avoid uh, serious illness from COVID nineteen. Mm. Now, listen, I know what you're thinking. When Donald Trump said all you had to do was shine a bright light inside of you or or drink Clorox, that was a bridge too far. Yes, it that was. seemed insane. But hormone replacement therapy. If I could just put a little bit more estrogen in my body, uh, listen. According to these doctors, these Republican doctors. COVID be gone. First of all, let me tell you something. I got diagnosed with PCOS last month. And so I had to start taking like hormone replacement drugs to help uh, my ovaries and the beard growing on my face. (laughs) And I started estrogen and then I got COVID two weeks ago. So I'm going to be honest and say wrong. Well, this is interesting because they're basically saying uh, there's a combination of drugs they want you to take now uh, that are, they they assist in the suppression of testosterone. Um, I can't even say them. I know one of them is finasteride. Uh, The other one is spironolactone. I don't know. That's what I take. Okay. 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 I take metformin and spironolactone. And I got COVID, you bitches. Also, this is the, the same 
medicines that are prescribed to trans women who are transitioning to yeah. lower their testosterone levels. Yeah. Uh, you and I might need to have a conversation off air. No, listen. Is there you need to tell me? If you guys are aware of PCOS, it's fully. super crazy. Well, with PCOS, you have super high testosterone, and that's why you don't have uh, viable eggs when you try to give a baby. And that You're... explains the mustache. Yes. I thought it was just because you were Italian. I thought so, too. Because <laughs> you have a lot of hair. Your eyebrows grow in really well. Your hair is really thick and luscious. <laughs> I did, too. She's Who like, knew? No, your hormones are not balanced. Well, don't you worry if that's not for you. If you love your testosterone and you want, which is odd to me, by the way, Republican doctors are saying, oh, too much testosterone. Isn't that what the Republican Party is all about? Testosterone? They just want more testosterone. Don't they just love that? Uh, but we've got another backup plan for you. Uh, this is a cure, actually, uh, and uh, it could change your life. All you have to do, uh, this is according to anti-vaxxer Christopher Key, who's a self-appointed leader of the vaccine police. Um, it's called the urine cure. Right? It's urine therapy as a means for curing COVID-19. Now, he posted this video online, um, and he says that if you just drink your own urine, drink your own pee-pee, you're good to go. What kind of world are we living in? Why would you drink your own pee to avoid COVID? I don't know. That when you pee, that's you're peeing out the toxins in your body. Why would you drink them back I in? Don't How would that know, help you not get Michaela. sick? Michaela. I am floored. I will say though, I my friend's mom. Oh God! There's part of this that you can understand. You can years ago, to. I know. <laughs> and then here's, my, here's my part where I'm like, kind of get it. She read somewhere. This was like in the early '90s. She'd read somewhere that if you put pee on your face, it was used as like an anti-like aging thing. So she would pee in this cup, and then she would put the cup in the fridge, and then she'd put the pee on her face at night. And I'm going to tell you, I ate many a snack out of that fridge, and thinking back now, I'm disgusted. Do you remember the movie Little Monsters with Howie Mandel? I never saw it. Where he, like Ben Savage or Fred Savage, one of the Savage Boys, he has a monster living under his bed, and he takes him to this like weird, wild world. It's a really great film. It's hilarious. It's a great children's film. Came film came out in, like the nineties. Well, Howie Mandel's character played this monster that came out from the underworld, and he would go into kids uh, their kitchens at night while they're sleeping, and he would drink their apple juice and replace it with pee. <laughs> <laughs> to oh, play a practical joke on these kids. God. Just just so we're clear, you should never, ever, ever, ever under any circumstances, even if you're like alone lost in the woods, this is according to the U.S. <laughs> Field Army Manual, this is a real thing, never drink your own urine because it will actually do the opposite effect. It will dehydrate you. It will not hydrate you. Also, fun fact, Ugh. my mom, Kathy, just wanted to let me know uh, she's now texting me her hormone therapy regimen right now. Oh. She's relating to the story. Uh, no, from, women from, will relate. From Punta Gorda, Florida. So thanks for listening, Kathy. Yeah, Kath. Thank you so much. God, my fiance and my mom are both listening. I'm famous. You're famous. You're back, baby. <laughs> um, all right. Well, coming up in What's a Poppin', Janet Jackson is talking about accepting her body and giving Lizzo all the praise. We've got that coming up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Coming up on The Morning Beat in our next hour, Jamie Lynn Spears, the younger sister to Brittany, is on Good Morning America this morning, uh, sharing her, her heart and soul, saying, listen, I still love my sister very, very much, uh, and and I've only ever loved and supported her and done what's right by her. We're talking about that because this story hits close to home. We feel very protective of Brittany uh, for many reasons. We're going to share that story with you in the next hour. Um Fresh from Good Morning America to the Morning Beat. Uh, right now, though, it's time for our first What's Poppin' of the Day. One of my queens. I'm not talking about Michaela Gordon, but she is the one telling me about the story. Amen. Who are we talking about? All right. Since mega pop star and cultural icon Janet Jackson released her iconic album Control 35 years ago, the music industry and media spotlight has changed a lot for women for the better in a lot of cases. And she says she loves to see it. Uh, back then, despite hits like Nasty and What Have You Done For Me Lately, oh, iconic. iconic, which were rallying cries for the emancipation of women, Janet faced a lot of criticism for how she chose to dress herself, her body shape, and the content of her songs. But in a new interview, Janet says the pendulum has swung towards women defining their own beauty standards on their own terms, and she credits the likes of Lizzo for heralding that change. She said you always you had to always be thin and always look a certain way and now it's all accepted and it is all beautiful and I absolutely love that. She also uh, really says that with Lizzo accepting her body um, and being so transparent, she loves that. Obviously, they're fans of each other. Uh, but she also says that she was never a girly girl. She was always a tomboy. She always wanted to wear pants and suits even as an early teenager. And that's how she just felt most comfortable. And she loves to see that women are really starting to be more androgynous in their style as well. I mean, anything Janet Jackson does is iconic. I mean, we remember when she was doing the Super Bowl and Justin Timberlake ripped off that top I still, and there was still the pasty. I still don't understand that. I've still never understood that whole like all everything that went around that the drama the, the fallout from it because obviously i feel like that was planned right to some degree she was prepared for it but she was also dragged for it and he was not yeah well and that's i think what she's saying like we've come a long way from that as well but mm-hmm. we still have so much work left to do and justin timberlake i read this somewhere that he reached out to janet jackson wondering if she wanted to do a super bowl again and um, 
I could see how maybe they would want to like come back 20 years later and try again, but I think Janet should do it on her own. I think Justin Timberlake has gotten away with a lot of stuff from well, yeah. how he treated Britney, from how he was with Janet Jackson. Well, also, this is the same era where this guy is like popping off, becoming like uh, going to like a different level of pop culture icon from his D in a box skit on SNL. Yes. Right? His literal penis, like the, in a box, that was the joke in a Christmas box, and that's being celebrated, yet a pasty covered nipple by Janet Jackson. I will say this though. Uh, this photo shoot, uh, this is all uh, her talking to Allure magazine. And these these photos and these videos that they've released of her are some of the most iconic images I've ever seen of Janet Jackson in my entire life. She yes. looks flawless. I saw her perform a few years ago. I think it was the Billboard Music Awards, the American Music Awards. She was uh, given the Icon Award. And she did the whole performance. My friend is one of her managers. She, and so I, I, I was like really, like really in on this. Because like I just love, 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 love everything about Janet Jackson. And I've only ever seen her in concert once. Her Demita Joe tour years ago. And honey, she's still got it. She's out there just doing it. I can't believe it's been 35 al- or years since that album came out. I can't. 35? You weren't even alive. No, no. You're a little baby. I'm a little baby, honey. All right, coming up. I love this story. Um... Is promotion a form of payment? One professional singer is dragging an influencer couple for offering him um, exposure instead of having to pay up. And it's a problem that we deal with a lot and we're going to discuss next. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. You know, Michaela Gordon, true story. I was about one year ago old when I realized that song was not Reach Out, Touch Me. It was reach out, touch faith. Had no idea. I always, oh, you just you thought it said me too. You've never thought my, about it. I thought it was reach out and touch me. Yeah, I did too. Reach out, touch faith. <laughs> little 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 religion lesson for you here. We both went to Catholic reach school. Out and we touch both went to Catholic faith. school and did okay. everything we could do to not touch faith. Yes, I know, left. and also to not be touched. Like also, well, don't touch me unless that. I want it. The Catholic Church. Yeah. I was a cute young man in the 90s growing up as an altar boy in the Catholic Church. That is not a place you wanted to be. I, people ask me all the time, and I, I talk about this in my book, Flipping the Script, and people are always curious. They're like, oh, you're gay. Is it because you went to Catholic school? I know, I know, and I was I like, know. actually, no. I had the most fantastic experience in Catholic school growing I up. I honestly did, too. And I I have to say, like, it's just because they always let me be the star and sing totally. the Ave Maria. Totally. Also, they let me, like, belt in choir. I sang like, solos in church. I know. It was I iconic. I loved my, th- th- that gown I got to wear. Girl, the robe. so cute. I know. So adorable. Also, I loved eating the blood, uh, the, the, the bread body of Christ. Christ. Yes, yes. The, and the, then also, the wafers. Yes, and mm-hmm. then drinking the wine that was supposed to be the blood. Ours was actually wine and Catholic. Mine was, yes, you know, other, yes, yes. Other yes. churches like Lutherans and Methodists, they do like grape juice. I'm like, no, who's she? The Catholics drank, were getting me drunk at They 10. were giving us real wine when we were like literally little kids. I, and I always thought I was doing something bad. Like I was like walking up and I was like, are they going to tell me I can't do this? I know. And then the priest would give it to me. Also, like talk about COVID and CDC. The, the COVID of it all. Like everyone was literally drinking the, the from the same The priest would wine. hold it and use that little white like, like linen and just wipe off where you drank and give to the next person. But also, what kind of cup holds enough wine for 200 people? I know, I know. Like, where's that wine glass? That gold chalice? Yeah. It was always Did a fancy chalice. Did you ever wonder, like, every, I would watch with anxiety. <laughs> I was like, is there going to be enough well, girl, for the last row? <laughs> I've admitted to this. I mean, and I, I probably drank a little more during COVID than I normally would. However, my red wine glasses can fit close to a bottle. Like, they're big. 
And I all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm just having one glass, honey. He's like, that's over half a bottle in there. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's one glass. Okay, that's where you get it. Too. Like, you're like, <laughs> I said I'm just having a glass. And Lisa's like. This is how my priest taught me to pour wine. So. Yeah, do you want some, Lisa? Father Ken showed me this when I was 12. So. Hey, thank you, Father Ken. <laughs> also, do wine. we love that we called the priest's father? Mm-hmm. Like. Well, mine was absent, so. Well, it's, yeah, no, I appreciated having any kind of father in my life. It was just odd to have the priest be. I don't think father. I've ever seen my dad in a church before. What Maybe at went, a wedding. What if you were like going to church and you were like, "Hello, Daddy Ken." <laughs> I want to go back. You just start calling the priest, <laughs> Daddy Jim. What's up? How are you, sir? Our Daddy, who art in heaven. Oh, that's a good Hallowed one. be thy name. That's funny. We're, I like us. We're a vibe. I love that we're back. Shall we get to news on the beat? I guess. <laughs> Take I'll it away. Throw out the material. Uh, okay, well, Minneapolis Council Member Andrea Jenkins, a black transgender woman, made national history for the second time after being elected Monday as the first transgender official in the United States to lead a city council. Her latest victory comes after a unanimous vote from the Minneapolis City Council. Jenkins, who previously served as the council's vice president, became the first out black trans woman elected to public office in 2017. Three years later, she was thrust into the national spotlight once again after George Floyd, a resident of her district, was killed in the police custody. Jenkins, a Democrat, said she hopes her latest win can help bridge gaps in her community. I hope that it serves as inspiration for other trans and gender non-conforming people. My vision for this council and for the city of Minneapolis is that we come together and begin the really significant work of healing after our city has been rocked by the murder of George Floyd and so many other black and brown people who have lost their lives at the hands of the state. All right, in other news, the state of New Hampshire has taken another step closer to joining more than a dozen other states that have prohibited criminal defense defendants accused of manslaughter from referring to the victim's gender, gender identity, or sexual orientation as a defense. Supporters of the ban said defendants have used it in other parts of the country to excuse the murder of LGBTQ people. Opponents of the ban said that such a ban was unnecessary in the state. Additionally, they voiced concern about banning the use of any defense. Uh, The bill will now go to the state Senate for a vote. Gay and transpanic defenses operate to argue um, provocation. Karsten Anderson, a criminal justice professor at St. Edwards University in Austin, recently told the appeal the defendants uh, say that they were provoked into violent action by the victim's sexuality or gender identity. I literally hate that. I literally hate when um, the murderers try to say that it was like gay panic, that like... The well, trans people, the gay people were luring It us. brings up the 1979 trial of Dan White, uh, whose attorneys uh, used what's been called the Twinkie defense, uh, sort of trying to excuse why he murdered Harvey Milk in San Francisco. That that because of depression and other things, his diet changed, he was eating un- unhealthy things like Twinkies, and that led him to make the choice to murder. It's obscene to think that you could ever use somebody's gender or panic yes. as, a, as a defense for a murder or attack of any sort. Yeah. It's just un- inappropriate. It's unreal. All right, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be a high of 75 in La Quinta, a high of 59 in Sacramento, 37 in Chicago, 37 in Buffalo, 55 in Seattle, 73 in Phoenix, 54 in Kansas City, a high of 61 in Houston, 66 in Vegas, 77 in LA, and 39 in New York. 
and give us the vibe of the day. Well, I got a couple of things. Uh, one, I'm sure we're going to be covering this uh, in News on the Beat at some point later today or tomorrow. But in breaking news, a federal judge in New York uh, denies Prince Andrew's motion to dismiss civil sexual assault lawsuit. I know that's a case that you've been keeping an eye on. Uh, problematic. Uh, close ties to Jeffrey Epstein and others. Uh, so we're going to keep you up to date on that story as it continues to break. I also want to let you know, my mom is all over the show today, Michaela. She's very active, Kathy is. All right, Kath. Uh, she said, uh, tell Michaela she gave me that big wine glass. You did send my mom oh a my wine God, glass. Oh, my God, I did. I think it can hold two or three bottles of wine. It literally can. <laughs> I want to know if she's, I want a photo of her drinking from so it, Kath. my mom has a drinking problem, uh, it's, it's because fault. of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, here's, <laughs> here's your vibe of the day. Uh, The first step towards success uh, is taken when you refuse to be a captive of the environment in which you first find yourself. Don't be a captive. Change your environment. That's a good one. All right. Well, coming up, a professional singer is blasting an influencer couple for asking him to write a personal song and fly out to perform. And in exchange, they will give him a promote. They'll promote him. Oh, okay. And uh, I think those days are over. Is promo worth more than payment? We discuss next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. All right, so this is really fantastic. Uh, I love that this is actually a conversation. Uh, sometimes I'm on one side of this, uh, sometimes I'm on the other. Uh, but there's a professional singer who's blasting uh, an influencer couple for asking him to write a personal song and fly out to perform an hour-long set for free in Ibiza. <laughs> you might say Ibiza. Okay, Ibiza. Ibiza. Uh, at their wedding in exchange for promotional posts. Okay, so this person, his name is Jamie Matthias, lives in London, has 14,000 Instagram followers. 14,000. Okay, so to, I know to the average person that sounds like a lot. Yes. But 14,000 really followers d- does not mean that you're going to get people to fly to a foreign country, write a song, and perform it at your wedding. That's insane. Um, however, uh, this influencer couple requested a free performance thinking that they could say they could then post on their social media. So if you're not familiar, the world of social media has really become like the new space to advertise all sorts of brands and products. Uh, Half of my yearly income literally comes from Instagram. And I work with different companies and organizations that I that I feel align with who I am. And I'll post you might look at my Instagram and see a lot of stuff from Barefoot Wines. That's because they've supported the LGBTQIA plus community since 1988. They put their money where their mouth is. And they also pay me really, really well to put up posts for them, right? And oftentimes that sort of targeted marketing approach is much more 
successful than just randomly putting something on a commercial during soap operas in the afternoon, right? Yes. So you find your niche audience. You know, the Kardashians can make over a million dollars for a single post on Instagram. Unbelievable. So I get that. So there is definitely value there. I don't want to act like there's not. Because if I if I say that, then I'm shooting myself in the foot because I make money. However, the problem is when people think that they should get something like this for free, saying that we'll post you. I'll post a video of you singing this song on my Instagram to 14,000 people if you do it for free and fly yourself all the way to Ibiza. That's insane to me. It's, first of all... And it's rude. It's That's really what it is for me. I'm a singer-songwriter. I'm putting out an album this year, and I think that a lot of times it's a very vulnerable thing to do. And it's really insulting when an influencer couple that has the money, they make so much money, say, hey, can you do this for me and I'll uh, pay you back with promotion? As if, like, I need you. Like, you're asking me to sing Mm -hmm. for you. Right. So pay me because I'm an artist. And I think that um, just the world of influencing has gotten so raw. I mean, Oprah was an influencer. When Oprah said, I'm having a hard time losing weight, people related to that. Yes. Now we watch influencers getting BBLs. And it's like. Yes. And then. Brazilian butt lifts, by the way. And then they have. Sure. The the right to say, like, I'll give you promo. And she was an influencer also in the way that she would do, like, Oprah's favorite things for Christmas. That was. She was one of the original influencers. Like, if Oprah says, hey, I like this thing. Right. Everybody, their, their sales would skyrocket. If you got on Oprah's book club list. You're, you're becoming a bestseller every single time, yeah. right? But also, Oprah earned the right to influence in that way. Not all of us. Like, listen, I get that I get paid a lot of money to, to promote a product, but I genuinely, me personally, my partner and I, do not sign on to things we don't feel passionately about. Like, we've turned things down left and right that we don't feel align with us, right? Yeah. And I don't see a problem with offering and saying, hey... What do you prefer? I look at it this way. Say you're a Sky Miles member on Delta or Star Alliance on United, whatever your airline of choice might be, right? And you can rack up miles. You use credit cards, you take flights, you rack up miles. Then when it comes time to buy a flight, you can either choose to pay in cash or you can pay in miles. And those are both valid options. You've earned the right to choose. I sort of look at it that way. I say, listen, If, for instance, you've got a single coming out, and I would never do this because you're my partner, but you're singing at my wedding for free. But. Yeah. um, But. But I also love you, and it's a very different relationship. you also offered. Yeah. I didn't ask you. Yeah. But you knew that I would want you to. But I offer it because I also know I'm valuable, and I want to give you a gift for your beautiful wedding. But if, if, for instance, say our podcast, Confess Your Mess, my partner and I launched last summer. We're very, very proud of it. Um. And sometimes the most valuable thing that happens for us is when somebody else with a bigger platform asks us to come on their podcast, and then we can talk about our podcast. Sometimes I take jobs, you know, on TV shows or red carpets that maybe don't pay me as much as I would like, but the conversation is where's the actual value? Is it actually the money or is it the exposure? Sometimes the answer is exposure, and sometimes I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. So I think the option of, hey... We can post the stuff for you and support you. If you think there's value in that, we can pay you an exposure. If you prefer to get paid monetarily, 
we can pay you monetarily. If you think that it's a combination of the two, that's also okay. But to think that people are just going to do things for free, we're in the process. We just started working with a new publicist. And it's a big investment. You know how expensive of they are. Of course. And we're setting up a photo shoot for 2022, my partner and I. And, of course, we're paying for the photographer and hair and makeup and all those things. And they have a list of uh, stylists to get us looking just right to portray the images we want to be portrayed in in, in these publications. So we had a, a friend of ours who's a stylist, and he's he's dope. He styled me for other gigs, but these are gigs that are paid for by, like, People Magazine, right? And so we said we'd like to work with him instead. Great. We'll reach out and get rates for you. His rates are astronomical, like thousands of dollars. And when we first got them, our first gut reaction was, wow, this is expensive. And then it was, well, he's no joke because he's a friend of ours. And he's like, well, I'm not giving you a friend rate. This is what I do for a profession. Yeah, of course. And we respect it. So we're going to pay the money because we know that this product is so high quality that we're going to get looks that we could never afford on our own. So it's actually a good investment. And so I think... It's tricky, but I think giving people the option, because sometimes promotion's great. It, listen, if Lizzo reached out and said, hey, I don't want to pay you, but I'm going to post your new single, you performing it on my Insta story. Yeah. You would say yes in a heartbeat. I'd say absolutely not. You give me the money. <laughs> <laughs> could, you ima- could you imagine? That's a bit short-sighted. But- could you imagine I started therapy and I start getting all these boundaries and you know I take everything to the extreme. So Lizzo comes to me and she's <laughs> like, like, nope. She's like, I'm going to post you for free. And I'm like, uh, no, Lizzo, I have boundaries now. And Give me the like, $1,000. Okay, not that stupid. I know. Give me the 500 like I asked. <laughs> Idiot. B Morning B. B. Channel Q. So if you listen to our show with any regularity at all, you know that we're diehard fans of Britney Spears. Uh, we fully supported the Free Britney movement. Uh, we're a little bit confused by her showing off uh, her body right now on Instagram, but it's her body and her Instagram, so she can do what she wants. Yeah, whatever you want, Mama. Uh, she's definitely letting the world uh, know that she is a free woman right now, and her sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, has been dragged on social media. Now, the Zoe 101 star uh, alumni uh, has been making the rounds for her book, uh, Things I Should Have Said, out January 18th. Uh, she's discussing her life and family, and she sat down uh, with Good Morning America just this morning, and we have some audio from her talking to uh, ABC News' Juju Chang, uh, sort of talking about the situation with Britney as it stands now and, and, and where the love was lost. Um, what has caused this rift between you? That love is still there, 100%. Um, I love, I love my sister. I only, I've only ever loved and supported her and done what's right by her. And she knows that. So I don't know why we're in this position right now. Well, she does write in her book, Jamie Lynn Spears, uh, that over the years she saw Britney's behavior change. She used the words erratic, paranoid, spiraling hmm. uh, in her writing to describe her sister. She was asked about Britney's mental state now. She said that she, quote, can't really speak to anyone else's state of mind. I don't think that's fair. Uh, but she does say I'm allowed to say how I felt in those moments because that matters. Uh, it matters that I was in pain. So Britney's, just for context, our, our producer, Vanessa, really kind of laid this out for us beautifully. For context, Britney's conservatorship started in 2018. Yeah. At that time, Jamie Lynn Spears was 17 years old and pregnant with her first child. Um, so to expect her to be able to sort of take that on, am I getting the timeline right? Is that correct, Vanessa? 2008. 2008. What did I say? 18. Oh, I'm so sorry. 2008. She was 17 years old having her first child. And so 
to expect a 17-year-old with child uh, in the public eye the way that she was, and she was very, very famous around this time, right, for yeah. a while there, uh, to expect her to sort of take on the issues that her sister was facing is asking a lot. Now, I think a lot of people's issue is, well, there's been 13 years since. What were you doing to support your sister in that time frame? But family dynamics are complicated. They're really complicated. And I think that it's really important to focus on the fact that not only was Jamie 17 when she got pregnant, Jamie was at the peak of her fame. She had her own show. She was doing really well on her own. She was sort of becoming like a mini Britney. And I remember out of nowhere, she just got pregnant. And she just moved back to her very small hometown. Well, out of nowhere, unless you're one of two people involved. I, I mean, think we all know up. how she got pregnant. We know what happened. It felt like an accidental pregnant, <laughs> yeah. though, for sure. sure. And she left her entire career in Hollywood and went back to her small town to raise that baby at 17 years old. Now, there's got to be some psychological issues happening uh, in her own mind, but also... It's really difficult also living your entire life for the media to see every single mistake you make. And I guarantee that if a lot of people had the media following them the past 15 years, everyone would probably look like a really hot mess, which is what she looks like. Mm-hmm. Remember, well, she also nearly lost her daughter back in 2017. Remember the ATV flipped over? She was uh, yeah. she was eight years old at the time her daughter was. The ATV flipped over. She was trapped underwater for six minutes. I mean, Jamie Lynn nearly lost her child. And so I think as you go through what has happened in the last 13 or 14 years, there are a lot of really pivotal moments that have impacted uh, their individual lives and their relationship together. Uh, so I think we got to hear her out, maybe read the book, uh, hear her side of the story. Brittany does have some mental health issues. We've, she, we've all just, expri- she does. She, and, and that's just a fact. And is she getting better? Absolutely. It seems like it. Uh, did she deserve to be run by her father her life for all those years? Absolutely not. But that doesn't mean there aren't real issues there that need to be dealt with. And it sounds like Jamie Lynn loves her sister. I hope they can find a way... To, to heal this relationship. Also, for people to think that she's just going after her in the media, that may be her only way yep. to get in touch with Britney. And does it feel like sus that she's promoting a book and now she's on Good Morning America? Yes, but she also is someone's little sister with her own issues, yep. trying to work through it. And I think we just need to show a little bit more grace to this situation. All right, coming up, did you know the Pussycat Dolls were back together? What? But unfortunately, we'll never see them. And neither will you. Find out why next. All I do is sit around and for better days. I was sitting around and waiting for better days while I was home during my COVID scare the last couple of days. But today <laughs> is that better day. Today is the better day. I haven't seen you in almost a month. That's why. I know. We talked, though. We I'm talk. telling you, it was crazy. We had our vacation. Then I got COVID. Then you didn't feel well. Mm-hmm. False alarm. We're back, baby. Well, we didn't get to see each other because, like, usually, even if we have a break, we still hang out. We do stuff. We had all kinds of plans at the beginning of our Christmas break. Oh, yeah. And then COVID happened to you. And, and, and like, that Just almost canceled. happened to me. And we're like, okay, we'll just sit at home and look at our Christmas trees by ourselves. You know what, though? I will say, for better perspective, 
I am grateful that I got COVID because it forced me to, and you know this better than mm-hmm. anyone, it forced me to sit down for 10 days to and I couldn't do anything. Uh-huh. I literally couldn't do anything. And in that time, I was sort of able to reevaluate goals, which was good because I think it's hard for people that are constantly on the go to just sit down and shut well, up. Did you take any of that time to think about the time that you uh, auditioned for the Pussycat Dolls and, <laughs> and how that could have gone differently for you? Did you think about that? Michaela, what's popping? Okay, first of all, the Pussycat Dolls have a manager that I'm good friends with. And so every couple of months, I'll send him a video of me with my new choreography singing. And I'm like, <laughs> can I be in it now? And he's like, no, but your your moves are so good. At one point, he did show Robin Anton and Nicole Scherzinger. And I said, what did they say? And they said, that was nice. And I was like, am I in it or not? <laughs> that was nice. But because of him, we were also able to get Nicole Scherzinger on the show. She was our final celebrity before we left studio. That's right. When 2020 COVID hit. But uh, who I also love are the Pussycat Dolls as a group. And apparently, though rumors said that they would never get back together, they actually were eagerly anticipating reunion gigs to get them off the ground. And unfortunately, it's not going to happen. Uh, Nicole put out a statement that said, thank you to everyone who had tickets. We are so appreciative of your support and loyalty. With the ever-evolving circumstances surrounding the pandemic, I understand the decision that the tour dates had to be canceled. I've invested a huge amount of time, creative energy, and my own finances into bringing this project back to life. While I'm naturally incredibly sad about the decision, I'm very proud of what we've been able to achieve and stay safe, healthy, love, and blessings, Nicole. So she's saying, like, we're good. It's just the pandemic that's stopping this. Yeah, people bought from tickets. Apparently, I wanted to go. Okay, well, I love them. There's still time. That'll it'll, listen. At some point, at some point, some nations are already having this conversation, and I think we need to as Americans as well. At some point, we realize that COVID becomes like the flu. We deal with it every year. There's a wave of it every year. We get boosted every year. We get a a shot for it, whatever. And we go back to some sort of life as normal. Hopefully it's not hitting these record numbers year after year. It'll subside to some degree. Or we'll find a vaccine to keep us safe from it forever, like tuberculosis or like like things we've dealt with in the past, like, you know, smallpox, whatever. Um... But I hope they make it work at some point. I know. I do, too. I love, I the love them. Dolls. I love them. She uh, can sing. Oh, my God. She can sing. Yeah. And she can dance. And she's beautiful. She really does have it all. She reminds me so much of myself. Uh, uh, that was nice, <laughs> they said. That was nice. I wonder what, what part of it they thought was just nice. I, I've seen your choreography. and Listen, I do a fierce swoop around my head with my hand into my hip and then a gun. Why is that the one one move that you know, though? Because it's the one you've, sh- I've, you've shown me at least 30 times and it's never really evolved past that one move. Well, I'm still learning the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up in Red, White, and Q, is Biden eliminating the filibuster? And what is a nuclear option? Samuel Garrett-Pate joins us to discuss next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Coming up this hour, Michaela's favorite segment is Red, White, and Q. We're talking politics. Is Joe Biden ready to finally go nuclear on the Republicans? And what exactly does that mean? It sounds very, very exciting. It reminds me of a game I used to play as a child called Battleship. Oh. Uh-huh, when you try to sink the other person's battleship. It reminds me of a game I still play called The Floor is Lava. The Floor is Lava? <laughs> what is that? It means you have to get around and you can't get on the floor to do it because oh, it's made I- of... 
Lava. I played that as a kid. You had to jump from space to space yeah. to get away from the lava. Could you imagine? Why did he ever think that Could was a thing? Could you imagine if Biden, just go with me, if he did this huge press conference and he was like, <laughs> jumping around. Wait, the people of the United States, I have a plan <laughs> to beat COVID 19 <sighs> and to get our country back. We will be playing a game of. The floor is lava. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I would cry. You know what I wish? I wish we were in like Honolulu or like Waikiki or like something like Waikiki's a beach, I guess. Like I wish we were in like Maui or somewhere in Hawaii and our listeners right now would be hating us for like laughing about a game called lava where they actually sometimes have to jump away from lava, Michaela. It's actually very much reality for some people in the world. How dare you? Well, then they'll be ready for the game <laughs> when Biden calls it. They'll succeed. Hawaii's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. It's time for news on the beat. What do you have for us? All right. Well, same sex couple can now officially wed in New Jersey with the blessing of the state government. The right to get married was codified into law on Monday when Governor Phil Murphy signed legislation that wrote the right into state law. Legislators had previously passed a bill to legalize same-sex marriage, but it was vetoed by former Governor Chris Christie, who said he thought the decision should be left to voters. The next year, the state's Supreme Court made the issue moot when it declined to hear a lower court's ruling in favor of marriage equality. Thanks to a judicial ruling, New Jersey became the 14th state where same-sex couples had equal rights to marriage in 2013. The the U.S. Supreme Court legalized same-sex marriages nationwide in 2015. Despite the progress we have made as a country, there is still much work to be done to protect the LGBTQ plus community from intolerance and injustice, Murphy said in a statement announcing he had signed the legislation. To be fair, I think this is basically New Jersey saying, should something go awry nationally at some point, you're still legally allowed to get married here. And also, Governor Chris Christie, th- this argument that, oh, we're going to leave it up to the voters, you ne- that's the whole point of democracy, you moron. You never leave the the control of what is acceptable or what is legally protected for society uh, of the minority up to the majority. Mm-hmm. You don't let a majority of people decide the rights of the minority. That's the purpose of our democracy. Yeah. So to say that, like, we're going to let all the straight people decide if the gay people can get married, it's it's insane. Yeah, I agree. But this Sorry, is a good story. just sharing my thoughts. That's it is okay, good, it is honey. a good story. You're right. All right, another news as the Omicron variant spreads like wildfire across the United States, it's likely just about everybody will be exposed to the strain, but vaccinated people will still fare better. The nation's leading infectious disease expert said Omicron, with its extraordinary, unprecedented degree of efficiency of transmissibility, will ultimately find just about everybody. Dr. Anthony Fauci told Jay Stephen Morrison, senior vice president of the Center for Strategic and International Studies, those who have been vaccinated and boosted would get exposed. Some, maybe a lot of them, will get infected, but will very likely, with some exceptions, do reasonably well in the sense of not having hospitalization and death. In contrast, those who are not vaccinated are going to get the brunt of the severe aspect of this, he added. Across the United States, at least one in five eligible Americans, roughly 65 million people, are not vaccinated against COVID-19. More than 62% of the country has been fully vaccinated, but only 23% are fully vaccinated and boosted, according to data from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 39 in New York, 75 in L.A., 66 in Vegas, a high of 75 in Palm Springs, 73 in Miami, 57 in San Francisco, 54 in Atlanta, 37 in Buffalo, 43 in Cleveland, 75 in La Quinta, and 75 in Cathedral City. 
I think it hit 80 in LA yesterday. It was I took beautiful. my dog out and I was like, what is this? Amazing. It was gorgeous out. All right, give us a vibe. The first step towards success is taken when you refuse to be a captive of the environment in which you first find yourself. Guess what growing up is? It's about growing up. Hello. Let go of your past self and create the life that you were destined to live. I know that's right. Not always easy. You're, I thought, and I know that that is right. <laughs> uh, all right, coming up in Red, White, and Q, is Biden eliminating the filibuster? And what is a nuclear option? Apparently, it's not the floor is lava. And so Samuel Garrett Pate will be joining us to discuss next. Back to the morning beat in our political segment, Red, White, and Q. Joe Biden could be going nuclear, but what does that mean? Here to help break it all down is our political expert, Samuel Garrett Pate. Sam, Happy New Year. Uh, how you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, honey. I'm good. I missed you guys. We missed you, you too. too I, just, I told Michaela I saw her today for the first while. time in almost a month. Crazy. Um, but let's focus on politics. Michaela's favorite topic. I, I can't get enough of it. You know, I love politics. <laughs> she's starting. Gets me going. She's sort of starting to figure out what a filibuster is a little bit. Listen, I <laughs> I know what a filibuster is, but here's why. One time I was writing a, a sketch, and I thought it would be so funny if like everyone is sort of like nobody can go until everybody agrees. And I was like, I feel like that's a perfect time for me to put on a performance. Like I just go to the filibuster, and I'm like, everybody, because they can't leave. They're forced. <laughs> to watch me do anything I want. I thought it was so funny. That's why I know what a filibuster okay, is. Okay, so that's her understanding of our political process. Uh, but Ooh. a lot of people talking about this <laughs> nuclear option. It seemed like it was impossible months ago, but now in 2022, it seems like we could be heading in that direction. What is it exactly, and how likely do you think it is that Democrats go there? Yeah, so, so backing up a little bit... Um, There is currently a big push by uh, Democrats in Congress, the president, basically anyone who likes the right to vote, um, anyone who appreciates (laughs) our democracy, um, to pass two pieces of legislation, the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. Um, Both would essentially supersede any of these right-wing attacks on our voting systems nationwide, right, And, and make sure that people like you and me and Everyone else uh, who is an eligible voter, right, a citizen who's at least 18 years old, has a chance to cast a ballot. Um, It shouldn't be controversial stuff. It should be basically just democracy um, and protecting our democratic institutions. But as we've seen over the last few years, uh, as Trump has transformed the Republican Party, they have decided that that's not something that they uh, think is worth fighting for anymore. Problem is, right, the... U.S. Senate is split 50-50. So even though this legislation has already gone through the House, um, the U.S. Senate is split 50-50. And Senate rules say that in order to stop debate and move forward with a bill, you need 60 votes. Not just a majority, but 60 before you can actually vote on a bill. And that is that is that cloture? Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Um, Cloture is a vote that the Senate would take to basically cut off debate. Um, And so with, you know, in in the absence of having 60 votes uh, and the reason, by the way, like that's the reason that we got the infrastructure built on. Right. Was because it was bipartisan. So you had enough Republicans voting for it with all the Democrats that we were able to move that forward. But because Republicans are refusing to 
just protect people's basic right to vote, we only have 50 votes for this legislation right now. Um, so the only way to get it done and protect our most sacred right, the right to vote ahead of the 2022 elections, is for the Senate to change their rules. That's, usually, that's often what is referred to as the nuclear option, which makes it sound big and scary and like we're blowing up the U.S. Constitution, right? But that's not the case. The filibuster, the, the need for 60 votes to cut off debate, that is not part of the U.S. Constitution. Nope. It was never imagined by the founders. It's not in the Constitution. It came about sort of accidentally through a change to the Senate rules in 1806, and wasn't even used until 1837. And throughout most of the nation's history, it would require a senator to stand on the floor and just talk indefinitely to mm. hold the floor, right? Mm -hmm. And that would make, you know, that's where we get sort of our idea of what a filibuster is. Um, and that would bring the Senate to a halt, and then the rest of the senators would have to decide, do we want to wait until they tire out, or do we want to just move on with other so business, I guess right? my question is this. So let's say we take this nuclear option. Uh, we still need Joe Manchin on board for this, correct? Correct. You so would is, need, it, well, is, you is would, it realistic? You need 50 votes. You need 50 votes. It's hard to imagine any Senate Republicans saying, yes, I want to change the rules to make it so that, you know, you don't need me. You only need a simple majority to pass this legislation. There is not appetite among Joe Manchin, Kirsten Sinema, some other senators to change the rules completely, right? To make it so that for every bill, you only need a simple majority, even but, though, frankly, that's what would be democratic. And what but, the but what about doing imagined. it for this, for this one thing? Can they get people on well, board and for so this, this one? Is what yeah, this is what Democrats or Senate Democrats are discussing right now, right? They're trying to find some sort of solution. So one of the options would be that for civil rights legislation, the filibuster wouldn't apply. Frankly, I don't think that's such a bad idea, given the fact that historically, the filibuster has most often been used to stop civil rights legislation. Right, right. Senator Strom Thurmond, back when we were debating the original Voting Rights Act um, and the Civil Rights Act, as well, um, Senator Strom Thurmond used the filibuster to try to block that legislation, but he was forced to stand on his feet on the Senate floor for over 24 hours. And he was right? 104 and years old. Waited yeah. him out. <laughs> yeah, but in recent decades, we've gotten to this point where so much legislation is filibustered, and it's not done by holding the floor. All it takes is enough senators saying, "Well, we're not going to vote for cloture," and then they just. Don't move forward with it. Well, I'll right? tell you this. You know, my um, my my. Uh, we're running out of time, but I will say this: my partner in crime, Michaela, over here has been very quiet this entire segment. She's been feverishly taking notes, just making sure she fully understands uh, the filibuster. So yes. thank you. So she loves learning. I love learning, and I also love to just talk with Sam Garrett Pate because, and I enjoy when he calls me to sing for Equality California. And that's why I continue this segment so that when he needs me to sing, I can be there for my people. Now, we appreciate you so much. Listen, this is still a lot for me. Everybody knows I'm not like some political guru. So sometimes I'm just listening because I literally don't understand anything that it means even after I read the article and you break it down so great. So thanks for joining us. But I'll, I'll make it super simple. You want to be able to vote to decide who makes the rules for you and your life and your country, right? Sure. Absolutely. 
yes, you want to be able to have your voice protected, your vote protected. Well, the only way to do that is for Congress to pass the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. And the only way to do that without Senate, without Republicans on board is for the Senate to change its rules. Well, the we... Constitution says the Senate gets to set its own rules. Let them do it. Well, let's go nuclear, baby. Blow it up. The floor is lava. Okay, <laughs> coming up, uh, we're going to talk about the Treasury warning of enormous challenges this tax filing season that could delay refunds. We'll discuss next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. We're now joined for another segment of Red, White, and Q with our White House economics reporter from the Washington Post, Jeff Stein. Uh, How are you doing, buddy? Hey, Jeff. Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Uh, Thanks for being on. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, And we're kind of curious to talk to you about this. Uh, The Treasury is warning, quote, enormous challenges uh, this tax filing season that could delay refunds, uh, could have to do with COVID, uh, shortages and staffing, I'm sure, uh, delays in people getting their, their taxes filed, also a possible stimulus check coming again in 2022. What's going on and what do our listeners need to know so they can get their money? Uh, I think the technical term the experts would use for this is that the situation is a hot mess. Yes, uh, yeah, that's the verbiage I understand. Yes. Amen. Because, yeah, you know, for, not, just so you know. Like, you have to have a PhD to really understand that. <laughs> the way uh, that you're communicating language. right now is so much my style. Mm-hmm. I am not the political expert on this show this at love all. Language. And all I care about is not understanding how stimulus checks are going to block me from getting my tax money because I need it, I want it, and everybody else feels the same way. <laughs> yeah, I should clarify, there there are not more stimulus checks um, coming in 2022. I think what's going on is that the agency, you know, the IRS, you know, they've been, they've been bludgeoned by, you know, I think the, the core problem is that Republicans uh, for years sought and successfully pushed enormous, enormous cuts to the IRS. And the result is that you know, like any other business or any other thing that you interact with, when you bleed it dry, it's really hard to do more with less. And so they were given a lot of responsibilities over the last couple of years, including the stimulus checks and the child tax money and all this other stuff. Plus, the pandemic forced them to close a lot of their offices. Plus, as I said, you know, their budget has just been absolutely obliterated. And so what you're left with is a, a very strained, overwhelmed workforce and people who are really annoyed that they can't get the refunds that they that they uh, are relying on often to make, you know, meet basic expenses. Well, listen, here's here's where my brain goes, because honestly, I don't understand taxes anyways. I figure like in this day and age with the technology we have and apps that we have, why we have to file these paper taxes and figure out like down to the penny what we might owe, what we did here and what we did there. Can't they just track all of that? Like, does it still benefit us to be in control of that? Is that actually good for the individual? Um, Or is it just taking the burden off of our government and putting more of it on us? It's such a good question. Um, I think a lot of people would say that the the answer to that question is is that you're 100% right, that that your aversion, which is mine too, to thinking about withholdings and how the tables need to change and then when the refunds come in and how they need to cut like all of that should be on autopilot right like why in 2022 do we not have that figured out yet and as um you know difficult as it may be to hear frustrating the core of the answer in a lot of ways is that the tax preparation companies um have a very very powerful lobby in washington and 
the government could step in and do this itself. Like it has the technical capacity to do it and in a way that would relieve a lot of millions of people of not only the technical burden, but also the um, economic and financial burden of having to pay an accountant or pay a tax preparer to do this. But there's a huge industry that has a vested interest in not losing that work <laughs> for obvious reasons. Well, um, and so that is something that I think a lot of people don't know about and is a potentially um, uh, that they would probably be angry if, if they knew. They would think, you know, it's, uh, it's very frustrating to hear. Well, if you're just joining us, we're talking to White House economics reporter Jeff Stein. I will say, just on a personal level, it feels really unfair to uh, be able to withhold uh, refunds because they're being delayed because of the stimulus checks in the past and all of this. But then we, the people, still have to pay, like, the penalties or things that we still owe the taxes. File on time. Filing on time. It just, it feels like there's just not being any kind of break being cut for anybody. Yeah, I mean, the IRS should have to pay you when it refunds you late. That would be an interesting proposal. I well, like I'm that. an interesting kind of gal, guys, Jeff. I'm here. I'm here for all of that. Make the IRS pay us. Yeah, it only yeah, seems no, fair. Yeah, it is insane though. To your point though, I could have my taxes filed probably by five different people the exact same year, and the 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 dollar amount that I either owe or I'm going to get back will probably be a little bit different based on who I go to. And that just feels weird to me. But yeah, ugh, it yeah is we, what it is. we had a story today, sort of the follow up to the piece that I think you guys saw, and it was. Um, there's this watchdog agency and they, they do a big report every year on like what is going on with the IRS. And I've been reading these for a long time. I can tell you normally they're like extraordinarily boring and like make me want to stab my eyes with a fork because it's like, and this part of the agency, you know, something you've never heard of and don't care about. But this year it was unbelievably flooring to read because they just have such vivid illustrations of how broken um, the IRS is. The, the, um, the, IRS has a website that's called Where's My Refund? You know, you go when you're like um, just trying to hit refresh and be like, where's my money? You know, like the Sig Lebowski meme. And you you look at these statistics they have here. Americans check this website 630 million times in the last year. Wow. wow. To Jeff, find that's, out where their refunds are. That's wow. so crazy. I hope that you'll join us again. You were so great to have on. Thank you so much for joining us here the Morning Beat. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, coming up, modesty is what is empowering this former Playboy bunny. Find out what she's doing and why she lost thousands of followers in What's Poppin'. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Listen, I'm not Sheer Lazar. This isn't Let's Go There. This is not what's trending. But I will tell you what's trending right now on social media. Go off, sissy. Dr. Anthony Fauci calling Rand Paul, the senator from Tennessee, a moron on a hot mic. Look it oh, up. It's iconic. My God. During a, a Senate hearing just yesterday, he literally called him a moron and it got caught on the mic and everybody's talking about it on social media. Oh, he media. didn't mean to do it. It just got caught. No, these Republicans are, they're just jerks though. They're just making things up for their own political gain. And he's literally telling people to, to get Anthony uh, Fauci fired uh, and Here's trying to raise ridiculous. money off his website off of that. Here's how sort of ridiculous the Republican Party is. They don't want our trans brothers and sisters to be on the hormones that are made They're required. for them. Sure. But they want to take them yeah. to help beat COVID. To beat COVID. That and drinking Clorox apparently Amen. are the two keys. So that's where we are, America. Let's lighten things up with a little bit of what's popping. Okay, so this story is really interesting. Uh, Crystal 
Hefner is what we knew her as when she was Hugh Hefner's wife. She was also his widow. She's now 35 years old, but she took to Instagram. Just wrap your brain around that. She says widow, and she's now just 35. 35. And she uh, took to Instagram, and she said, basically... Thank you to everybody who's been following my journey. It was very hard for her to transition from a Playboy bunny to the public figure she is now. And that public figure, she's going for modesty. She removed her breast implants because she really wants to embrace her natural side. She's um, become very spiritual and really appreciates nature and the naturalness of her body. I appreciate that. Um... I can see that modesty works for her, and that's the message that she wants to promote now. I could see how that also be quite You're about the to, journey. To uh, defend your lip injections, aren't you? Uh, no, because I also <laughs> got my big boobies removed. But I, I, I got my big boobs removed just because I couldn't fit into my cute clothes, and they were way too big for my body. Um, this messaging is kind of interesting to me because in promoting, because the way that she's promoting on her page now, she has like long sleeves on, and her breasts seem to always be covered. And I'm wondering if that's uh, if that's also a problematic messaging or right. if that's beautiful. Very, very conservative, very like Christian, Judeo-Christian sort of, yeah. I, I'm just wondering because I, I, um, I think that women, if they want to be conservative and modest, that should be embraced sure. in every way. Um, I always go to the why. Yeah, because like I'll say why. this. Why are you doing this? I'll, when I got my breasts removed... I sort of did this. I took all my injections out. I took my extensions out. I was like, I'm a natural queen. And really, it was going just from one extreme sort of to another. Mm-hmm. And I understand that journey because I did it. And now I'm in the middle where um, I put my lip injections back in because I love them. Yeah, you have extensions and lip injections, yet you come to work in sweats and like, sweatpants and you know Uggs every day. Yeah, so uh-huh. there's, a, there's a happy medium for yeah, you. Yeah, there really is. <laughs> Uh, so I just I I'm wondering if that's part of it. I will say though I do think it's great messaging. I'm watching so many women. We're in a weird time in yes. society. We're watching women embrace getting BBLs. They're getting big butt, uh, big butt Brazilian butt lifts. Yes, you I don't know what know BBL what stands called. for, do you? No, it's Brazilian like, butt lift. How butts. did I know that? Big big butt. I saw the, the the fear in your eyes when you tried to say what it was. And you just looked at me like I don't know what this even is. I don't even know what a BBL is. Um, <laughs> we're watching women get BBLs and breast implants and veneers and cheek filler and then we're watching other women remove their breast implants remove mm-hmm. everything uh, but I think it's it's a good place to be for women we're really having the option to say I want this I don't want this well that's the important thing is the option yeah do and what's best for you not because you options. feel like you're you're being you know pulled in one way or the other just do what feels comfortable yeah I mean she did say she lost thousands of followers but she's finally back in I the thought, green I heard you say that and I thought for some reason I thought you were going to say Thousands of pounds. I don't know why. I was like, <laughs> why she was would you think I said that? Like, Hugh Hefner married her? I can't imagine. He would have done that. He was a chauvinistic pig. No, she said it was really difficult for her mental health because she lost a bunch of followers. Thousands. Yeah. Um, but she had a celebratory post yesterday because she said, I'm finally in the green and I feel really grateful for the following I have now. Why are you laughing, stupid? Why? I'm just hearing everything you say wrong. But I'll tell you off air because I cannot <laughs> tell you what I thought I just heard. <laughs> All right. Coming up. Uh... How to cope with catching Omicron, what you need to know, and why you should not just get over it when you do. Dr. James Simmons will join it. I mean, mentally. Get it to get it you over it. You can't tell people, like, get why? over it. No, They're no, that's not, that's not the story. Why you shouldn't just get it to get it over with. 
You're so close. Oh, I swear to God, this so brain fog from COVID <laughs> is a thing. But also, the morning beat channel Q. Welcome back to the morning beat. Coming at this hour, we've got what the health of Dr. James Simmons, our nurse practitioner. Thanks so much for filling in for me yesterday. By the way, when I had my own little COVID scare, I am positive that I am negative. That's what I do. I am know positive for sure. that I am negative. I went to my doctor and I got an official PCR test, and I am very much negative. So is my partner. So thrilled about that. Uh, both of you ladies caught it recently. So na 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 boo boo. I'm still in the clear. So I just want to rub what it in for a little bit. What kind of taunting is that, that, you little Listen, freak? You got it first. I knew you would. I thought you would have gotten it a year and a half ago, so I, I was really I'm proud of you. I'm surprised I made it as long as I did. TBH. So we've got What the Health coming up. Also, this interesting, interesting article. I want to talk about this with one of our political experts. Uh, uh, Wall Street Journal just put out talking about the potential of a Hillary Clinton candidacy in 2024. Never in a million years did I think she would have another shot at this thing. 2018 seemed like a perfect opportunity. So did 2016. Uh, and then we all just assumed she was going to ride off into the sunset and do her thing, right? Go to Broadway shows, walks in the woods. But this this article makes a very compelling case that considering how old Joe Biden is, and how unpopular he and Kamala Harris both have become, could Hillary Clinton... Be the thing that saves Democrats in 2024. Wow, baby. Fascinating stuff. We're going to have a conversation uh, one of these days coming up soon in in our uh, in our Red, White, and Q segment. Uh, but you know I love me some Hillary. Some people are rolling their eyes right now, but there are a lot of hard, hearts out there that are racing at this, Listen, this potential. I, I, I feel like she will come back with such a vengeance, and also, so I much think strength. She's going to give no Fs. And that's the that's Hillary that is. people have wanted for so Listen, long. I nothing made me feel worse, even just as a woman. The photo of her, uh, just like walking in the woods, oh, gosh. it felt so defeating, mm-hmm. and you could just see the the pain and the disappointment. Mm-hmm. And um, and I I just hope she comes back hardcore. I love and, her, and I think she will. What else do you have going on in news on the beat? Well, Minneapolis Council Member Andrea Jenkins, a black transgender woman, made national history for the second time after being elected Monday as the first transgender official in the United States to lead a city council. Her latest victory comes after a unanimous vote from the Minneapolis City Council. Jenkins, who previously served as the council's vice president, became the first out black trans woman elected to public office in 2017. Three years later, she was thrust into the national spotlight once again after George Floyd, a resident of her district, was killed in police custody. Jenkins, a Democrat, said she hopes her latest win can help bridge gaps in her community. I hope that it serves as inspiration for other trans and gender nonconforming people, she told NBC News. My vision for this city council and for the city of Minneapolis is that we come together and begin the really significant work of healing after our city has been rocked by the murder of George Floyd and so many other black and brown people who have lost their lives at the hands of the state. All right, in other news, the state of New Hampshire has taken another step closer to joining more than a dozen other states that have prohibited criminal defendants accused of manslaughter from referring to the victim's gender, gender identity, or sexual orientation as a defense. Supporters of the ban said defensive defendants have used it in other parts of the country to excuse the murder of LGBTQ plus people. Opponents of the ban said that such a ban was unnecessary in the state. Additionally, they voiced concern about banning the use of any defense. The bill will now go to the state Senate for a vote. Gay and transpanic defenses operate to argue uh, provocation. Karsten Anderson, a criminal justice professor at St. Edwards University in Austin, recently told the appeal 
The defendant says they were provoked into violent action by the victim's sexuality or gender identity. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be 52 in Cathedral City, 54 in La Quinta, 37 in Chicago, 48 in Atlanta, 55 in Phoenix, 45 in Kansas City, 48 in Vegas, 57 in Palm Springs, 36 in New York. New York. New York. Okay, give us a vibe. You want a vibe? Yeah, I do. You're a vibe. You're a vibe. What is that accent, by the way? I don't know. It's. I just feel like doing this. I don't know. I just sometimes. So I the interesting do thing is, you do like impressions, right? Or impersonations. You know, I but don't. They, but I they just do Melania. But it's not an impersonation of anyone, though. Like you just make up these voices in your head, and we don't know exactly where they come from. They're my other personalities trying to get on the air. It's a lot of them. <laughs> this is. The... Hello, darling. It's me. I'm on. Who knew that we were a quadruple? I thought it was just a duo. I thought it was just the two of us. Well, I felt like we needed another co-host. Three of them? Because <laughs> I've heard three other voices come for you today. It takes six of us to make up the uh, well, morning know, beat here. Like Hillary Clinton says, it takes a village. Yes, it does. So I'm bring it back full circle to Hillary Clinton 2024. <laughs> Here's your vibe of the day. The first step towards success is taken when you refuse to be a captive of the environment in which you first find yourself. If you don't like where you are, change it. I love that. You have the power. Yeah, and it's never too late to change it. Sure isn't. Super important. Look at Hillary running for president in 2024. Potentially, I'm just saying. I'm really hyped right now. Let's talk about that. Such a point. If she runs again, what does that teach women? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just no age that can stop you from going after your dreams. God, that's your slogan. I'm your campaign manager. Okay, uh, Dr. G. <laughs> no, that will not happen. <laughs> Could you imagine? You're like, okay, you're like, so how does this election thing work? What does the government do exactly? Okay, got it. I just keep doing Melania Trump impressions. You just do TikToks for her? Yes! This could work. All right, he tried to take my job, and I thought, oh, God, this guy's good. I better get back into my seat as soon as possible. Uh, Dr. James Simmons, our in-house nurse practitioner. Thank you so much for filling in yesterday, by the way, Dr. James. How you doing? Hi, honey. I was I was coming for you, AJ. <laughs> I was coming for that seat. Listen. Michaela and I had too much fun yesterday. Listen, honey. Oh, we're I got- being bad I gotta say this. I didn't listen to a single moment because my my fragile, fragile ego couldn't have taken that. Uh, also, uh, we need <laughs> you in our healthcare system, so you stay where you are. I'll do this very, very important. I'm doing God's work here on the morning beat. By I the know way. that's so, right. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> thank I you. Know that's right. In all seriousness, I know we were supposed to play tennis yesterday, and you're supposed to, uh, and then you ended up just filling in and working for me. So I appreciate it. Um, no, no, my my pleasure. It's an honor. Big question right now. I had myself a COVID scare. Did an at-home test. It was a very faint pink line. Uh, and I talked to you about it. And you said, eh, maybe get tested. And I went to my doctor and got a PCR test. And my partner and I both came back negative. So so we're good to go. Uh, but there was a part of me that thought for a moment, you know what? Better now than later. I'm getting it out of the way. It's not that severe. And I'm just getting this whole Omicron thing over with. And I think a lot of people are sort of thinking that way. But is that an unsafe way to approach this latest wave? Um, I mean, I think that you, you know, you having been exposed is, is one scenario. People who are kind of like going out and, and, and trying to get Omicron, well, what we think is Omicron, trying to get COVID right now, that's, that's a categorically different sort of thing. And here, here's, here's the thing. This is where when we talk about complicated conversations and nuanced conversations, this is what I mean. So those of you listening, like pull up, everyone just pause for just a second. We're not going to talk like top headlines. We're not going to talk politics. We're not going to talk. Ah, and everyone's so like on edge about all this right now. Just, just listen for a second and think critically. 
in most people who are otherwise generally young and healthy, this is not going to be a significant illness for you right now, particularly if you are fully vaccinated. And my definition, I believe that soon the world's definition of fully vaccinated is going to be at least a three shot series. So not just your two, but your we're calling it a booster. I hate that term, but your third shot. Okay. So particularly if you've had all three shots in your vaccination series or two, if you started with the J and J, this is not going to impact you a lot right now. That's great. Amazing news. That's most of us, right? Even folks who aren't, don't have that third shot. Here's the rub. Couple of things. Some people are sick. There's a reason that the healthcare system exists and that hospital systems exist because there are a lot of really sick people in the world. And this may turn out to be one of the most contagious respiratory viruses we have ever known as a species. So if you get it, you are for sure passing it to someone else. And we go back to the stuff that we talked about in the beginning about, well, I'm not worried about it for me, but I don't want to pass it on to someone else like grandma at the grocery store or whatever that could end up this being really serious for. So I want you to think about that. The other thing is now we, Michaela and I reported this yesterday when I was doing a much better job than AJ. That Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We have reached the highest number of hospitalizations in the United States ever during this pandemic, like, like for COVID reasons. Now, there's a whole other conversation about how some people are there with COVID, some people are there and they incidentally happen, happen to have COVID. But the bottom line is we're stressing the healthcare system. And we have spread this to grandma, who is not handling it as well as some of us. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, we're giving it to grandma. She's going to the hospital. Maybe it's not as bad as it would have been if it was Alpha or Delta variants, right? But grandma's in the hospital. She's stressing an already way overstressed healthcare system. So those three things have all happened just because people are like, well, let me get Omicron and get it over with. And then I'm going to go to Starbucks and get my triple pump of caramel macchiato, whatever. The other thing is we're saying highest levels of pediatric hospitalization specifically for COVID that we've seen during the entire pandemic. Like if if these aren't reason enough for you to just be like, Hey, be cool. Like at least try get my three V's very good uh, masks. So N95s or KN95s vaccines and ventilation, like just try We're almost there. This Omicron surge is probably going to be done in about three weeks. If, if you can't handle three weeks after two years of doing this, I don't know what to tell you, but everyone's got to just buckle up, Try not try hard not to get it intentionally. Right. Just don't don't go out and get this thing on purpose. It's ridiculous. I would like to say, Dr. James, because it's very on brand for uh, myself. I read this as um, uh, you telling people like, don't tell people with Omicron to just get over it. So I'm glad that this was not an as opposed to saying t- get over get it over with. <laughs> yeah, that's how you read. It. I, thought it over the, with. I thought the article was you being like to get over it. So I'm I'm happy that it's not that way. I will say I do know people that have stayed home literally for two years and they are now coming up positive and maybe it's because of the groceries that are being delivered or maybe it's just I mean there's so many instances now and like you said yesterday there's just not enough 
time that we've had this to really have the proper science behind it because we're still just learning about it. Uh, is there any other yeah. advice that you can give for people that are staying at home and doing what they need to do? Well, I, I go back to our sort of like full circle moment. Us, um, Michaela, thank you for giving me that opportunity. Right, We're going to have an Oprah full circle moment. I'm going to bring it back to the complicated, nuanced conversation part about this. I've said multiple times on this radio station, on TV outlets, in the media, in writing, whatever. I'm pretty sure everyone's going to get Omicron. <laughs> right? So right. Here's multiple truths can exist simultaneously. I don't want you to go out and seek this intentionally. And I think you all need to be prepared to probably get it because it is that contagious. For most of us, you're right. It's probably not a big deal, but we're also not doing this for the most of us, right? We don't, that, we vaccinate, of course, for ourselves to be, but, you know, careful. But like the three of us here, we didn't necessarily vaccinate because we thought we were going to die from COVID. We did that because we're responsible members of our community. We don't want a healthcare system that was pre-pandemic already not doing well and is now on the verge of collapse. I say that from the inside. I'm not being dramatic. We also love our grandparents and our other people in our lives who might be immunocompromised for any sort of reason. So while I think everyone's probably going to get Omicron at some point, I also don't think you should go out and seek it because the other thing that we talked about yesterday, Michaela, which is really important, is long COVID, right? This long hauler syndrome, this massive fatigue that people have, these muscle aches, these weird neuralgias, which are like nerve pains. Yeah, Michaela keeps uh, finding ways to blame everything she uh, messes up on air on COVID. <laughs> Listen, and COVID I will brain. continue to. I'm like, oops, COVID <laughs> it, brain. It might be. Like, it yeah, might thank be. you. You might have a little COVID brain going on. I think you know? I do. Like, it might be. We just don't know. And I think that's the thing. So, like, don't try to get this to roll the dice or like, oh, I'm going to be fine. I'm not going to get, you know, long COVID when you could have COVID brain forever. Well, like, I we just, don't know. I we just learned this, that apparently Michaela Gordon, ladies and gentlemen, was COVID patient zero because apparently she's had it for about 34 years, this COVID brain. <laughs> and I'm really just really glad we got to the bottom of this. <laughs> I'm the reason for COVID. Thank you so much, Dr. James Simmons. We appreciate everything uh, that you've done for the station and for us, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, it's good to be back in my seat. Thanks a lot, Dr. James. Uh, Vanessa, producer, uh-huh. producer coming Vanessa, for um, coming for you. take him off the call list, please. <laughs> Let's do it, Michaela. We're finally back together, re- reunited, and it feels so good. I haven't seen you face-to-face in a while. I had a bit of a COVID scare. You actually did get the COVID. I get, I got it. I just wanted to be like you. I'm always like trying. To, I'm trying to be a follower. That's what I want. It was a false positive. I want it. Thank God, I feel much, much better. Uh, but here's your tell me something good story of the day. I'll, I'll start off. A Maryland man receives a breakthrough heart transplant from a genetically modified pig. I've seen the story all over the last couple of days. Now, although animal-to-human transplants have been attempted before, this marks the first one in which the recipient has not rejected the genetically modified heart. His name is David Bennett, 57 years young. He's from Maryland. He had a life-threatening heart condition. Uh, and he has now become the first person in the world to undergo this animal-to-human heart transplant successfully. Uh, this took place at the University of Maryland School of Medicine, uh, medicine that is part of the Big Ten. Michaela, do you know what that means? I do not. Big Ten is the conference. And who else is in the Big Ten? Who? The 
Ohio State University. But shout out to uh, the Terrapins of Maryland for making this happen. Bert O'Malley, the president and CEO of the university, uh, said we appreciate the tremendous courage of this live recipient who has made an extraordinary decision to participate in this groundbreaking procedure to not only potentially extend his own life, but also for the future benefit of others. This is really, really incredible. Um, so now uh, you're not obviously just going to like take a heart from a, a pig and put it in a human, but you can genetically alter it. They're similar enough that you can make it work. This could be huge for the I, donor world. Major. Absolutely, because usually you have to wait on a donor wait list for somebody else to tragically lose their life for you to you know extend yours. Uh, but the use of animals... That could be pretty incredible stuff. Yeah, it really could. Uh, okay, this story is amazing, and I, I just love it. Things never really turn out how you plan, but if you go with it, that's where the beauty is. Um, Wisconsin resident Mercury Stardust began posting videos on TikTok to promote her weekly burlesque show, but it wasn't until she began sharing home improvement and maintenance tips that her account really took off and dubbed her the Trans Handy Ma'am. How how cute is that? She said it started in April when Stardust created a video in response to a fellow TikToker user who did not know how to use a ratchet strap, which is used to tie down and transport cargo. She said that took her, that video took her from 100 followers to 25,000 followers in less than 24 hours. Whoa. Is that insane? Love it. And she said uh, since then, her TikTok has skyrocketed to 1.5 million followers, and she always thought that being a burlesque dancer was going to get her the attention, but now she's a trans handyman. She loves it, and uh, she's also empowering both men and queer, uh, she's empowering both women and queer people with home improvement and maintenance knowledge. Oh, she's a trans female? Yes. Why is she called a trans handyman then? Ma'am. Ma'am. Oh, I heard it wrong three times. Honestly, I was like, that feels turn? that feels problematic. Could you imagine? I was no. like, handy person. No, handy ma'am. Got it. How cute is that? I love it. I do too. All right. Well, thank you as always for listening to us this morning. I'm so happy that we're all finally back in studio. Amen, honey. We have a great show for you tomorrow. It is my birthday eve. And I oh, just stop. Know. It's not your birthday eve at six in the morning on a Thursday. Come on. First you know of what all, tomorrow is? This is bigger. This is way bigger than your birthday fine, eve. Fine, what? You ready for this? Maybe. Uh, my partner and I have tickets to go see Scream tomorrow night. Nev Campbell, oh my Courtney Cox, God. David Arquette. Can't wait. Projected to do almost $40 million opening weekend. This is the legacy that lives on Wes Craven. If you're a horror fan, go see this a movie. Whore. I'll probably see. I, I love them both. I'm probably going to see this movie <laughs> five times this weekend. You know, skip all of your birthday activities if you have any. Who knows? Great. We'll talk about it tomorrow. See you then. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 